Hey guys, welcome back to the Goobu Podcast. Uh, this is John Dorsey with episode 20-something. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a minute. Uh, I try not to force these. I, I kind of had a rut. I didn't have anything to say to you guys, so I didn't record anything. If I don't have anything to say, I'm not really going to fucking get on here and just make something for the hell of it. Uh, but I put it out there on Instagram. What do you guys want me to talk about? I got some weird little updates in my life and all that. So we'll go through it. Um, basically, I don't think I did anything, any podcast episodes for November, but, uh, you guys got in my inbox a lot and said, Hey, do you stop doing that? It's like, no, I didn't. It's just, I don't know. I, I love, I love my job and I love the stuff that I do. It's just, it, it, it becomes unfun sometimes. Not that all jobs are fun, but like this shit, the podcast, I don't make any money doing this. It becomes less fun sometimes where I feel like I'm just like forcing if I don't have anything to talk about, I'm not going to get on here. So, uh, I put it out there. I guess I'll read you guys' usernames unless you ask me a really fucking weird question. Uh, we got Bulking Season 2.0. He said, how do you deal with clients who won't educate themselves on bodybuilding but question the program? If you're listening to this and you're a coach and you, you have that from time to time, I don't know what it is about me, but people will like they'll come to me for advice and things that I often feel unequipped to help them with. But they ask you, so you try. And I've, I've been asked this question a million times by friends that have, it'll be like, so, hey, I got a couple clients and this is happening, what do I do? And I always, it's always the same answer. Just remind them what they did with their money in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to question me, that's great, but you had confidence in me at some point. This happens from time to time. I wouldn't say this is a common thing, but I think people just get nervous or they're afraid of, of change and... My, my two big things are this one doing exactly what you think you should do got you where you are right now <laughs> so you hired me for a reason and two you put money out of your pocket and put it in my pocket for a reason and, and usually it's it's over at that point but <laughs> uh, i don't know people people get scared they get scared and nervous about you know somebody's controlling my food somebody's controlling what i do in the gym that this that and the other and a lot of people just want to have control over what they do and it's hard for them to give that up some I'm a control freak. Some people are just like that. And uh, I don't always see it as a bad thing. I just always see it as, see it. let's talk about, you know, what you're here for and why you're here. And sort of remind them, like, you know, I don't directly market to anybody. I don't really solicit. I've never been in anybody's inbox like, hey, you should hire me. It's if they come to me, they, they came to me on their own volition. And if you're a coach and that's how you operate too, you can remind them of that if that's a problem that you're having. Uh, let's see, we got Kyle Suggs. He says, gym attire, if you're skinny fat, don't wear stinger. I think he means trigger. If you're fat, don't wear tights and sports bras. <laughs> that's not a question. I'm glad I read it, but that's not a question. Uh, here we go. William Michael Fit. He says, what was your worst experience and best experience in a gym? <laughs> My best experience is, this is what I call the day I learned to spot. Not squat, spot. I joined like, so I was super fucking broke. I worked at this call center called Teletech and there was a gym in the same mall as the call center called Rob's Fitness Factory. And I didn't know shit about gyms at the time. I just sort of like worked out at my apartment gym a little bit. Um, and I couldn't afford the like, $35 they wanted a month, but it was a 24-hour gym and it wasn't manned after 8 p.m. 
So I just would kind of get off work, go over there, wait for somebody to open the door, go. It was like my daily thing. It just became a ritual. And I didn't think I'd like it at first, but <clears throat> I somehow accidentally joined like the one fucking gym in the area that had bodybuilders that went to it. And so I'd go, I was, I'm like 5'5", five, five, I was like 140 pounds, maybe 135 pounds. I was this little fucking weak shit. And there were all these bodybuilders, like, not, I'm not like super serious, like, pros, but like, dudes that were bodybuilders, you know, they'd compete at local level and all that, somewhere in the upper national level. There's a guy named Spencer, I don't know, Spencer, if you listen to my shit, but uh, you've been my motivation for like 12 years at this point. I, I'll, I'll tell that story later. Anyway, uh, so I joined this gym, a whole bunch of bodybuilders, and I was always afraid to ask anybody for any help, because you do that when you're new in the gym. And it was like bench day. I was going for a PR of like 175 pounds. And I didn't know if I was gonna get it. And I didn't want to ask anybody, but I was there late. The only other guy was this like older masters guy who he, masters is like the, the 35 and up category for competitive bodybuilding. And he competed in that. And I went and asked him like, hey, could you give me a spot? And he, in, instead of just saying, yeah, <clears throat> he starts asking me, questions like how many reps are you going for do you want to lift off and all these things that I never considered asking somebody before they fucking you know before I, I spotted them if, if I said yes and I was like okay I was like okay this is this is different so he helps me with the unrack gets me in place and unlike any spot I'd ever received in that gym up until that moment he didn't grab the bar <laughs> right it was a struggle fuck it was 175 pounds I was very weak at the time and it was a struggle fuck and he let me get it he let me get it and I, I was so upset because as soon as I unracked it and I felt how heavy it was it was like oh fuck this guy's just gonna steal my rep because that's what I was used to a lot of you are probably used to that you go to a commercial gym you ask somebody to spot you they're doing back day while you're doing chest day it fucking sucks and I hate it but what can you do you don't want to die anyway so this man just gives me like the most precise spot like hands under the bar but not touching doesn't help me at all because I don't need it, but was there the whole time, helped with the re-rack. And uh, I remember that to this day. This was like probably 10, 12 years ago. <clears throat> I will never forget that. I remember being like, that's what it should be like. I need to change my fucking ways. Because I was the guy doing the rows, guys. I was doing the rows on, on chest day for the guy who was doing chest. Uh, and that was my best experience. Worst experience in the gym? <clears throat> Probably some stupid injury-related thing. I've never really had, like, a bad time in the gym as far as, like, socially. It's kind of the gym. It's just a place you go. Uh, I missed a rack once in, uh, I think it was a bench press. Yeah, it had to have been a bench press. I missed the rack, and one half the bar came down. It was not a big deal. I've dropped 315 on my chest. I don't know. <laughs> a couple things. Let's see. Um... Let's see. Keys to a successful off-season. Nutrition, digestion, sleep, drugs, etc. Uh, that's a longer one. Let's see. Do big poops mean big gains? Stephanie Pants, thank you for asking that. I don't think it means that. Oh, here we go. Here's the one I wanted to talk about. Dieting on vacation. So, and here, clean eating away from home vacation. Sebastian and Jay Brady May both asked me that. And there's a third one here, but I can't read their username because it's kind of profane. So anyway, <clears throat> dining on vacation. You just fucking don't, right? 
Like, this is a vacation. It's a vacation away from what you normally do. Usually, when people have anxiety related to their diet on vacation, there's they're on one of two spectrums. One, they're like the type A, crazy, everything they do is right to the fucking letter, to the T. You guys are good. You don't have to worry about it because you do everything right the other fucking 350 days of the year. The other ones are where it's like this weird guilt that's associated with I didn't do what I'm supposed to do any of the other times and now I'm worried about another six days where even if I promise myself I'm going to do it the right way, I can't. If you're in that category, you know, you're not a fucking loser or anything, but you should probably start taking advantage of the opportunity that you do have, right? Don't look at a vacation as an opportunity to work on your fitness. It's an opportunity to hang out with your family or hang out with your significant other or I don't know, you brought your fucking dog to the beach. Like, whatever it is that you're doing, it's that... That's that's what you plan for. Your vacation away from the normal. But if you're beating yourself up over something that you could have controlled, it's kind of like, you know, the, the kid who always asks for extra credit when it's way too fucking late. <clears throat> like, that is you asking how to diet on vacation. You were the kid that fucked off the whole time, and you're now asking for extra credit... And that ship has fucking sailed. Like, you can maybe get a D-plus and barely pass. But do you want to, or do you want a DF for Pete? You should probably DF for Pete. And by that, I mean, do your vacation when you get home, buckle up. And then stick to that for a considerable period of time. And then the next time you go on a vacation, you'll have way less anxiety because you can remember that every other opportunity I had to execute the plan, I did. And this is vacation, so we don't. And we don't care about it that much on vacation. You know? So, <clears throat> all right, I like this question, this next one. I'm meaty, baby, <laughs> asks, shit we need to be doing in the gym that we probably aren't, and why? <clears throat> My biggest critique, just from seeing all your videos, people send me videos of their training all the time. Biggest critique, the first thing that I always notice is okay I'll send, you'll send me a video i will cover everything but your face i just want to see your face the first watch through i just cover everything but the face and there's just no intensity like at all like the these are you know, compound lifts like a big bench press or like some sort of squat or a row or deadlift some sort of pulling movement and there's no like grimace on your face you don't look uncomfortable I think the biggest thing that a lot of people can immediately incorporate into whatever the fuck it is they do, even if they don't train with me, is get on the intensity grind. Like, try try to amplify that just a little bit. Whatever the fuck you gotta do. You know, if you gotta create a gym nemesis and do that, whatever. If you just gotta make yourself angry, if you're one of those happy people that lifts to Adele, whatever it is, like, figure it out. Try new things. But intensity is is a big one. And I've noticed like, once you get locked in and you're intense, everything, like I don't care about my phone. I don't care about text messages. I wanna make sure my music's playing and that my headphones aren't gonna die and that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in the gym. You're not trying to talk to anybody or any of that. <clears throat> so I could say, yeah, don't talk to anybody, don't text your phone, blah, blah, blah. But I think the real answer to it is up your intensity and then you're not gonna wanna do that shit anyway. Cause if you're unintense and you're also not on your phone, then it's like, whatever, <laughs> okay. Uh, but being able to figure that out and turn that on, I think is, uh, I think that's a valuable a asset. <clears throat> Let's see here. 
John Green asks, <clears throat> can you be a successful competitor and have a balanced life? I guess that would determine, you know, what do you, to you, John Green, what is a successful competitor? Uh, if it's IFBB Pro in the top ranks, it's shitting on people and winning checks, probably not. This is an extreme sport. It's like to the extreme. If you want to be somebody that does maybe one show a year or every other year, has a family, has a real job, portions out this like vacation of prep once every two years, yeah, sure, you can do that. Uh, if you're a guy who wants to place the top five in the Krispy Kreme Classic, absolutely. We have a show for you. There's always small shows somewhere where you can be one of five guys on stage. Um, but <clears throat> balanced in bodybuilding, I don't think those words go together. <clears throat> as awful as it sounds to say it, bodybuilding is, it's like an extreme. You know, it's, it's the, there's like fitness and then there's bodybuilding. Fitness is the balance that you're talking about in bodybuilding. If you're doing it, doing it. You know, I'm not talking about like, I'm a bodybuilder. I go to GNC and buy a tub of whey every 30 days. Like, no, it's just you work out. <laughs> you just don't want to tell anybody that you like to work out. You want to say you're a bodybuilder. Bodybuilder, like competition prep, big drug cycles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, probably not a balanced life. I've, I've seen it. I have plenty of guys who seem to manage it to some degree, but there's a ton of sacrifice for their thing. Bodybuilding 24-7. It's one of the only sports where, like, you don't ever stop doing it at any point. In the off-season, you're growing. You're eating an uncomfortable amount. And in season, you're trying to get lean. You're on point, thinking about food 24 Like, it doesn't stop. You don't ever get a break from it. It's like the, the whistle never blows and the game's never over. You just have to do it constantly. So <clears throat> I don't think balance and bodybuilding really, really go hand in hand. Um, two, here these two questions. I'll say them together and then talk about them together. Uh, Leonard Brandle says, thoughts on fake natties? And then Alejandro Dish says, is there a right time, in quotes, to start using gear? We'll do that one first. Right time to start using gear. I don't know, there's like, I've been on like the internet forums and Reddit and all that shit. As RX, all that shit forever. And there's always this like weird gatekeeping with anabolic steroids. And like nobody seems to realize like all your fucking idols, like Arnold, they were on at like 15, 16. Like, most of the people you look up to used gear before you thought it was normal to do so. And does that make it right? Is that a right time, in quotes? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think that where most people miss the mark is they look at it as something that will enhance what they're not currently doing. If you've already locked everything down, and you found the way to grow, and you're not a shitbag about your diet, and you're not a shitbag about your training, and that's an objective viewpoint, not just a, I'm telling myself I'm good at these things just so I can pin a needle in my ass, then I don't really see a problem with it. Uh, if you intend to compete in bodybuilding, it's it's really something that, you know, if it's not a natural division, it's something that you probably want to look into, at the very least. But I don't think there's a right time. I do think a lot of people jump the gun way early. Um, but I th think there's also a lot of people that are afraid of ever using it because of everything they've read on the internet with everybody. You're, you have to reach your natural potential first. Like, there's really no benefit 
to all all that says is this guy knows how to optimize his training and eat not like he's not a fucking dunce. That's great. Those are great things. Is it necessary for him to reach his absolute maximum natural potential? I don't think so. It doesn't make the drugs work any better. It's just you're probably very optimal at this point and you know how to make them work for you. You're not going to take them and go eat pizzas and be a dickhead. You're going to probably train like you mean it. <clears throat> and then thoughts on fake netties. <clears throat> oh, boy. I feel I feel for him. Honestly, like I've known a ton of them. It's really funny. Anybody who has been on the Internet and then in a gym in like a fitness way knows what I'm talking about. You're probably going to listen to this and be like, yeah. I've never met very many people in a gym who will openly admit to being on anabolic steroids. Like, everybody in my gym is natural. But then online, it's like the opposite. Like, if they're an anonymous person that has just a username, they're happy to talk about gear and DMs. But if there's somebody that you meet face-to-face -face in person, they're always a netty. I don't understand why, but I guess it, I, 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 it has something to do with, I don't know. This, I, I think bodybuilding and bodybuilders, like, a lot of us have some insecurities and Nobody wants to admit to doing that because they still think they're small, even though they're definitely not. It's it's a big old mindfuck. I think some people just want to make others feel inadequate, and they themselves don't feel adequate, so they're gonna tell everybody they're not on gear. Some people have you know some sort of sponsorship they're relying on where they can't talk about it, and other people are just private people, and it's not your fucking business. Uh, I. I don't know. If you're like bugging somebody, and you're like, "Are you using drugs? Can you tell? Can you tell me that? Are you what drugs are you using?" Yeah. If they tell you no, I'm I'm natural, then that's your fault for asking them a bunch of questions. If you click on their Instagram profile and it talks about how natty they are and they're definitely on shit, well, I I, I guess my thoughts would be they're an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a strange strange topic a really strange topic i think that there's a ton of people that just lie about it because they're there's like this negative perception of using hormones it's like not socially acceptable you can absolutely go get shit faced and talk about it and post about it your whole tinder profile can be photos of you with alcohol in your hands you can smoke like a fucking chimney you can use cocaine on the weekends and you're a fun guy but if you use anabolic steroids, you are absolutely a degenerate fuck. I think that probably has something to do with it, too. If we backed off on that, it would be a little more normal. So, yeah. Anyway. So, I got... That's, that's all the questions I want to answer. You guys ask me some weird shit sometimes. So, I'm not going to answer some of these weird ones. But I do have a, a strange-ass story from... Uh, from the other day that I wanted to, as soon as it happened, I was like, I'm putting this on the podcast because I have nobody else to tell it to. <laughs> so I'm on DoorDash or Grubhub, which is like, a, if you don't know, it's like an, you order food to you. And I live in New York City and there's like a ton of shit that's open way late. It'll be open to, you know, all night. And I don't know what it is, but I like came, I walked the dog, I came back, sat down in my apartment and I was like, fuck, like I need some watermelon. I don't know. I smelled it. Like I could taste it. I was like, I need to order a water, like some watermelon. So I fire up DoorDash, nothing, no fucking watermelon. Grubhub, I find a place and it's called like the natural blah, blah, blah fruit market. I was like, sweet. Okay. I click on it. I'm scrolling down the fruits. I could get like a 
bundle of grapes, two pears, a pound of apples, a pound of this, a pound of that, a pound of that. And then I get to watermelon. And the only fucking choice, the only quantity of watermelon I can purchase is 25 pounds. And I was like, I don't want, I didn't know, is that 25 pounds of like cut watermelon? Is that just a whole melon? Like what the fuck is going on here? There's no way you can ask questions. And so I was like, well, fuck it. I'm gonna order. It's three in the morning. This place is like three miles from me. There's some guy who's gonna be really pissed off on a bicycle that's probably bringing this shit to me, but let's see what happens. And so I order it and I put a tip in that, that makes somebody motivated to actually carry the watermelon to me. And we're off. And then like two hours go by. And I sort of like fell asleep and then I wake back, woke back up because this was like really late, like two, three in the morning woke up and there's like no watermelon, there's no missed calls, like nothing. And I had switched from DoorDash to, to Grubhub, right? Like I switched to the other app. And so I'm, I'm like looking, I, I messaged the Grubhub people like, oh, you know, call the restaurant. I was like, what? Okay. I thought they would just call, call the restaurant. So I called the number and the guy picks up and he literally hits me with, is this the watermelon guy? And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, what's going on? And he's like, my driver's been calling you, calling you, calling you. You haven't picked up. He's on his way back. And it then occurred to me that the last time I ordered Grubhub, I sent food to somebody else and I put their phone number in it. So this fucker was calling an ex-girlfriend of mine at like three in the morning, probably yelling at her about coming to pick out a watermelon. <laughs> oh my God. It all hit me at the same. I was like, oh no. And I was like, oh, can he just you know, turn around? Come. And the guy turns around, comes, drops it off. And it was a whole fucking watermelon. Like the whole thing. He looked so upset. He was in a car, so I didn't feel as bad, but it was, uh, it was a sad guy. I got the, it was, it was a good watermelon. Okay. Anyway, guys, uh, I've been rambling for a really long time here. Thanks for coming back if you have missed these things. Uh, I'm going to start recording again. I got a pretty decent setup, and my life's calmed down a little bit more. So nothing fun to do outside, and you guys got me busy with this Black Friday sale I put on. Anyway, uh, as always, if you guys have a topic you want me to cover, shoot me a DM on Instagram. That's at goob underscore you. If you want to buy some of my pre-workout, please fucking don't. USPS sucks right now, and everybody's package is stuck. So there you go. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening.